Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. 50 metres to go, two lengths in front. I'm Thunderstruck, needing to get there. Alligator blood tiring. I'm Thunderstruck over the top, rumbling. and takes the lead but Mr Brightside's challenging Mr Brightside up to Alligator Blood Cascadian late Mr Brightside in front and Mr Brightside has won the mile from Cascadian the inevitable Zaki joined by Animo who looks destiny in the face at the 150 Animo takes the lead from Zaki Alligator Blood on Thunderstruck but it's Animo clear on Thunderstruck late Animo holding on Animo this time for the big A what a from Wicks down the middle, Kingswell Dream at the 100, it's getting desperate, now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top, Ice is too good, but can't beat her. G'day punters and welcome back to another Racing Previews episode, well, massive. We're finally back. Group 1 Racing is back at the Heath with the Memsey Stakes over 1,400 metres. It brings together three of the best horses in Australia, including the highest rated horse in Australia and two of our best milers. Then over in Sydney, you've got the Chelmsford and the Million Dollar Concord Stakes. Are the old boys in the chair or can they get out of it on Saturday over 1,000 metres? Very, very intriguing day. Gents, how are we? Good. I'm keen. I'm you keen to put you in it. the bin, Bob. <laughs> Shut up! No, this is like this is like the so best. So, punters, just to bring you, just to bring you up to speed, every week, Bot goes missing after we do our Melbourne Metro preview. Not interested in Sydney. Blah blah blah. You may have seen on the Twitter sphere today, Bot has been recruited to do a form weekend preview with the mailbag team, and I've heard you've had opinions. Um, it wasn't an views, opinion. Was just... Everything left, everything left, right, and center in Sydney racing. What the fuck is this shit, mate? Tipping everywhere. Dicko just put wins. me under the spotlight, and I had to say something. I just sort of oh, gave my. Oh, you a fair bit about the races. <laughs> well, I was talking. About, I was talking about it with you last night, Ben. The decent races, to be fair. But, well, it's just the it's, Concord that I was talking about. It's proper oh, trite no. from you. I'm not impressed at all. <laughs> The challenge that you were sticking up for hinged. Well, when I've oh, talked about God. Sydney racing on this podcast, what have I done? Espiona. What was the other thing? Uh, Explosive Jack. Yeah, exactly. So you might it. actually be good at it. And you're giving, you're giving our punters nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a lift. I've got a lift. In I'm really oh. disappointed. <laughs> Sorry, mate. We backed I'm that flat. thing at... We backed, the, we backed Ronaldo in the last at 
at Who's the we? today. Did you back it? You were. Oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're you copping. Were you were banging. We're copping a so. little. We're copping. We're copping this little dribs and drabs. Now punters. It's getting too big for Benny and I. So might be long Fuck. before he doesn't even come on with us anymore. So anyway, let's let's jump into it head first. This is like Nico. the best card this year, is it not? Do you reckon? It is. Oh, well, like, actually, I say it every no, I've actually week. got some. I've got something to say here. I was I was fucking laughed at the other week when I said this is one of the best days racing of the spring. Uh, this is a cracking days racing on Saturday. There's uh, I have great to form to be found to to be out of this meeting. It's a cracking card in both Melbourne and Sydney. Who laughed at you for that? I was laughed at. Yeah, by who? By everyone. I think it's because we were going through some of the best race days. And, you know, Derby Day came up. Corfu oh, right, Day yeah. came up. And then Nico said Memsey in a couple... No, no, couple, I kind of uh, agree with that, actually. Laughed at him. Well, this, is a, fuck, this is a fork in the road. There's a lot of horses yeah, that exactly. this spring could be cast if they... It's a bit of a do-or-die meeting early in the spring. Some horses yeah. could be cast. Some yeah, horses right. could be on the up. Absolutely. Massive weekend coming up for us, Nico. You've got a beer in your hand. I've just cracked a oh, CC. Oh, no. Are Big we calling this your nice. birthday weekend? Is, is that is that correct? Or is it still officially next week? <laughs> uh, are you one of those well, ones? Are, are you like, well, it's, it's my birthday, birthday month. month. Is, that, is, that, is, that, is that how you operate? <laughs> King of my well, let's, let's Let's be real, but I live every day like it's my fucking birthday anyway. <laughs> yeah, so. It's your world. We're just um, living in it, mate. It is exactly right, Bot. But, um, oh, well, um, yeah, I'm going to the track this weekend with the lads, so I guess I guess you'd say that. Yeah, next Friday, is it? Actual next B-day? Friday, yeah. 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 24 what? laps around the sun. Old fart. I'm getting fucking old. Bot, you've got nothing to look forward to, mate. <laughs> it all goes down here. Downhill yeah. from here, Bot. Just, just wait till mumsy... Start saying least, you got you got to pay rent. At least you have fun doing it, but that's all that matters. I'll try my hardest. Right. Caulfield, rail true, good for at the moment. We got a bit of rain yesterday, so um, it was actually and more today. than a little bit today. Yeah, and Kiss today as well. So, what are we thinking? Are we it probably not a four at the moment, but it should get back to a It'll four. Get back I'd to say a it's four. soft at the moment. It'll get back to a four. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Any thoughts, Bot? I don't think we've raced Rail True for at least a month. I don't know. Um, I guess like if it it might be soft five, but if it's if it's not, it'll, it'll dry out. Probably end up on a four by the end of the by if it's if it's not a four race one, it'll probably end up being a four throughout the day. I guess I don't know. I have no yeah. real opinion on how the track will play. Just sort of wait. Caulfield's the best punting track in the world. Yeah, it it, it sort of helps the race one such a dot ball that you can just sort of get it. Sort of get a, a sort of an idea of how the track might play just yeah. off the Hard first pass. race. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue because we're going straight into race two. We're given race one the flick, and race two is over 1400 meters. It's a benchmark 78. It sees Reinberg, the, the $3.30 favorite, from Charlton Lane, $4.20, Presser, $8, Rogue Rocker, $10, Blow In, $11, and Mac Tube, $14. The stars are aligning here because it's Nico's birthday. Tyson's coming down. Tyson's horse racing. Tyson's horses racing, and Tyson's horses. horses horse, yeah, <laughs> horses are running. Got half the car. And, and he and he's his first uh, horse on the on the on the meeting is the best bet on the day. Um, Ryan Berg is is 
like set to explode yeah um so there was sectional drop off between the from the four to the two to the two to the post was a sectional drop off with fitness it was 33 days between runs um i think he'll be forward he's got the map advantage on shorten lane um a horse like Worsfold, who has who has the ratings to sort of challenge him is does get black shit on but it's drawn cast it has to go back and then presser who's uh lightly racing and still progressive with the SP versus Braden Star, but he'd want to improve to beat Reinberg, I think, here. I think Reinberg is a group horse, and I think he will win this race. Oof. I don't know how we could follow up from that, Benny. I don't think we can, other than just agree with him, because we're all chips in here. Reinberg, um, I'm pretty keen here as well. As Bot already told you, he was off... Um, what was he off? A month? between 33 months, days. 33 days last start he won really nicely new career peak and now he gets the perfect setup a few weeks into this race um and the big thing is he gets map favors drawn barrier one we saw he settled first two he settled first two in his last four starts so he's just going to be perked there right on the speed and just natural improvement he's got a really nice turn of foot i think he's the most likely winner in this race uh, Chorlton Lang brings to home some really good form north of the border up in Sydney, but he does have to carry the 60 kilos here, and there is a bit of a what-did-he-beat sort of last start in a weak benchmark 78 that didn't rate amazing. He beat a horse named Green Shadows. I don't think he's any superstar. So I am Reinberg on top. I also want to have a little smaller bet on a horse named MacTube here because... I think he's just really, really talented. We saw him burst onto the scene in Australia last preparation with a big win over the 1,400 metres at Pakenham. He then went to Sandown and won nicely again. Um, he's been jumping out really nicely here, and he gets Damien Lane, who's absolutely on fire here. So I think he's the big blouser late. Uh, could be a little bit over the odds at $14. Huge. Yeah, I'm really keen to be with Reinberg. Um, I said to you earlier in the week that I was very keen to be with him and my confidence has only grown with all the information that we've spoken about between the three of us in the lead up to here um, I don't think barrier three is too good for Charlton Lane he's going to be back and probably in a position where you don't want to be um, I think Reinberg can definitely be positive from one I don't think he I don't think he'll lead or anything like that I think It'll, it'll be up on the speed somewhere, but, um, yeah. I'm I'm nervous, to be honest, because <laughs> I might have to be fucking nice to this squib in the post-race if he, if he comes back and wins, but, oh, gee, I'll be, I'll be trying hard to bite my tongue if he slaughters it, but God forbid he does. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's what I'm with Bot. I think he's one of the better bets of the day, I think. He's a good price, and I think you could mark him uh, definitely mark him shorter. There's a few progressive horses in the race, but um, Bot's told me all I need to know and all you need to know. So I suggest you go and have a bet and a good one at that. Huge, uh, quick plug, nice and early. The six day racing on at three dollars ninety. Go and sign up now because we're getting overs absolutely galore. Nico and Wilbur are helping me out with some of these early prices, and we're already smashing the market by up to fifteen percent. Um, with our early and all-in play. So go and sign up. Cost you a couple of shekels a week. All right, let's go into race three. It is a benchmark 84 over the 1,400 metres. 
Nunthorpe, three dollar forty favourite with a big weight drop. Ballet Rich, three dollars fifty. Yellow Sam, five fifty. BL Bay, uh, six dollars fifty. Extreme Step, nine dollars fifty. And Marble Arch, eleven dollars. Yeah, um, tricky Ray. Oh, sorry, you, you go. go first. Oh, it is a very tricky race. I don't think I'm going to say anything that you weren't already going to say, because you've got a horse like Nunthorpe who was solid first up. She's obviously going to improve. She gets two massive keys here. She drops, what does she drop? Sort of five and a half kilos at the weights. She goes Carleen Heffel to Jamie Carr, and she's going to settle right on top of the speed. Um, hard to beat. Ballet Rich, I think her form is equally as good as Nunthorpe, if not even a little bit better. And she was awesome first up. Uh, against the bias at Mooney Valley, when Maximus just got Maximilius got the PR and won, but she's got to carry five and a half kilos more, so it definitely means something. And she will be giving her a start on the map, so I do think it is between them. I can't swing one way or the other right now, but if someone can push me, then I still might. Uh, no, I can't can't push. If I was going to push you one way or the other, I'd probably say uh, Nunthorpe just because she's got the form on the board. She's got good SPs in, in good races. Like she started $4.60 in the Vanity. Um, mm. And See You in Heaven was in that race. Ran second there. Don't say her name. <laughs> okay. Um, but she's probably the... She's been like really, really well-backed in the early market. She's been $5.50 into $3.40 pretty much across the board. Um, and you got Ballet Rich who's coming out with $7 into $4.80 real late. Um uh, behind uh, Maximilius when he won and was completely unsuited that day. Um, so you'd probably expect her, her to be running at least to her best or, or even a career peak here because she's still relatively lightly race as well. Um, and then you've got Yellow Sam who was completely not suited as well behind Vienne who was really, really strong to the line. But you've got to forecast a bit of improvement for it to be um, six dollars, I think. Um, so... I think it's probably a three-horse race. I think the hole in the market's Bower Bay, who's already drist, drifted heavily. It's four dollars, four dollars eighty up to seven dollars um, already. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a tricky race. It sort of just depends on which way the market goes. Like if the market lets you on Nunthorpe, like maybe four dollars, maybe even a bit bigger, I'll, I'll probably be having something Nunthorpe, um, just like bet fair on the day. But um, other than that, it's a, it's a tricky race. Um, yeah. Sort of to, to have a bet because um, I think the market's pretty right. How's Jackson Oldham laying BL Bay last start at whatever three dollars it was out the door and then falls into wins? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember seeing that, yeah. Um, was it the off the one that I thought it was off the map last start actually. I'm pretty oh, sure was it, it was I am th- pretty sure it was really well back. Oh maybe it was. No, actually maybe it was, maybe it was. I think it got out and then maybe it stayed back in late. Um, the other yeah, one that probably a, deserves mention is Extreme Step. Obviously, beat Nunthorpe last start. God bless it. We were all on that day, but oh, you just think the that? tables will be turned this time around? Uh, yeah, just with fitness improvement um, for Nunthorpe, just the main thing. And uh, I think the race was half set up for Extreme Step that day. Plus, that was at Sandown. They're at, they're at um, Caulfield here, so it's, it's a bit different and... I think there's just a lot more upside with um, Nunthorpe. Yeah, that's fair, and the market's telling you that. And plus, plus it, gets, right. it goes, it goes, Carl, I think it goes Carleen to, to Jamie Correct. Carr. 
and and it drops a lot in weight as well. So, yeah, yep, fair play. All right, race four, two thousand meters, benchmark seventy eight, shocking race. Frigid four dollars eighty, Dillion five fifty, affordable six fifty, Shandon Burge nine dollars fifty, the nephew ten dollars. Pitching on, old mate, ten dollars. Then you're out to the sort of court deep, nineteen dollars, and you got to get a long way down the page to find Bot's bet. He's gone with Hannah Edgley and Julia Sandu with a horse named Thorn at twenty six to one. Yeah, well, it's it won at this track and trip two starts back and beat um, Future History, who won last week. So the form stood up. It just went up. It went to. Mooney Valley in a really strongly run race over 2,500 metres and just didn't stay. So I think it's pretty easy just to forgive that. And then if you go off... Um, and, and that race was such an easy race to forgive. There were massive margins. It was all weird. The form's weird. You just go off two starts back at the track and trip. Like, it's really easy to do. And you prize him off that, and he's probably like he's like genuinely in the market. In, in a race that's 6 or $7 a field... Um, you can make a case for this horse being top top three picks in the in the race. Um, like a horse like Dillian, who was one of the all-time slaughters um, two back. <clears throat> I had my money on it, and like I was just I was just vomiting and run. It was trading three dollars. I don't know if anyone Who's remembers this. this. Jay Allen. John Allen. Like it was it was like not even joking. It was probably twenty to thirty lengths off the lead, and it was trading three dollars in run on Betfair. Oh, I remember honestly. that. I remember yeah. this race. Yeah, we, we, we backed it eights into like <laughs> yeah, three yeah, bucks yeah. or something like that. Anyway, sickening. Um, affordable was progressive too. Um, thought it won pretty, pretty softly last time. So it's 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 got some improvement. Maybe if that keeps drifting out, or could have something on it. And and you know, Garachico, who's got some good numbers overseas, uh, was good through the line first up. So it's a it's a. It's a dartboard sort of race, but you can have something on Thorin at, at the odds anyway. Like, it's 26 to ones, you probably might even get a bit better. So, um, just an easy sort of bet, I think. Huge. All right, let's get on to the real stuff now, because kicking us off in race five is the Group 3 McNeil Stakes. Over 1,200 metres, it brings together some really nice three-year-olds, including Barber who started favourite in a blue diamond. He is $3.80 elect. Legacies is the favourite for the 1,000 guineas at the moment. She's $5.50. Speaking of blue diamonds, Little Bros won the race, $7.00. From V8, $7.00. Hedged, $8.00. She Light, $10.00. Coincide, $13.00. He-Man, $19.00. You could almost read out this whole field because it's a very evenly graded race. Mm. It is. Mm. But... um. I'm having two bets in the race. More importantly, this is why you should sub up to the six-day racing. Benny and I have backed hedged all in at $21. Trumpet. But as you know, punters, beating SP means two cents of fuck all unless it wins. <laughs> so we've done the heart, we've done the easy part now. Now Hedge is going to run a strong race, which I think he's going to be afforded from barrier three. I think... Um, the stars do align for him. He doesn't have the exposed form of a couple of these, clearly. Cause Does he lead here? A, I, don't, I don't know if he will. I thought I thought he would from three, but a bit of audio that I listened to hmm. well, coincides drawn outside of him, but 
Yeah, um, I think he might coffin, from what I've heard. Yeah. In a piece of audio, um, which scares me, too, for coffin. But I still think he's going to get his chance. We're going to sort of learn a lot more on Saturday where he is in the pecking order. Like he was not given, uh, not given every chance at Mooney Valley, unfortunately, that day. Uh, due to the track and then he clearly showed something like his right ability when he went for a kill at Seymour and absolutely smashed up the clock so um, I think he's going to be afforded a good run in transit from three hopefully this the gaps come at the right time and I think he's a good bet I think he's probably near enough to his right price now maybe a touch less I think he's just going to hover around this sort of price but I can put a line through V8 I don't really want a, a part of him first up 1,200 metres, and I say the same for Legacies. This filly's got an abundance ability. I've backed her both starts, and I'm um, a big fan of hers, but she will definitely need the run from what I've heard, and she will need further. So, And I've got a question mark on Little Bros. He didn't, he didn't show up last start, and he's looking and racing like a horse who wants further. So the horse I've landed with is the horse... In my humble opinion, I believe should have won the Blue Diamond with even luck. But I guess we'll never know in number two in Barber. Um, this horse was scratched from last week not to run um, when Corniche ran. They didn't want to race a, waste a run with this um, horse. He's been trialling up fine at home. But they've had a little bit of uh, troubles with him from what I've heard. Just being a three-year-old colt, wanting to throw his weight around and not necessarily do everything he's told to do. So... I think this is a set play. He's unbeaten two from two first up. I don't think Caulfield is going to pose any issues to him first time. He gets Blake Shin from barrier six. He's going to sit in a gun spot, and I think if the brakes go his way, um, he's going to be very, very hard to beat. So I think it's a very easy two-bet play. I've had something unhedged all in, and I'm going to have a decent bet barber. I think there's a few holes in the market up the top around them. Yep. I think this is a very difficult race. Um, as Nico mentioned, I'm on hedged also at the all-in market of $21. Good luck to the boys involved with the Roll of the Dice team there. Um, I thought his last start win was excellent, but he obviously has to take it to the, the, the next level now. That was only a Seymour mate, and he's up against the big boys here. Um, I'm seeing the race similar to you in terms of I want to be against Legacies, I think she's priced off a little bit of hype. She was even shorter in the all-in markets, and she has started to drift a little bit. Um, 1,200 metres against the boys. Is she that good to be winning a race like this? First up, I'm going to well, say no. Mood said she's going to walk in the yard looking like a woolly goat. Yeah, right. Her and I wish I win are going to look horrible in the coat. Like they've still got so much improvement to come, which is to yep. be expected because their grand finals are a long way away. V8's trials were they left a lot to be desired I thought so maybe like this is this is a horse who's obviously targeting a race like the Caulfield Guineas over 1600 metres so there's every chance he's not screwed down to go even though I'm a massive fan of him so it sort of leaves me with you know Sheelite Little Bros Barber those sorts of horses Sheelite is going to be giving them a a fair head start here even though it's Caulfield around the shoot and you're okay to be wide still probably going to go back to near last from 12 he's going to have a few lengths to round them up 
Little Bros was just fair last night. It was just a run. And from all reports, um, he hasn't really strengthened into his three-year-old year. So that's a little bit of a concern for me. The one tick he does get is he gets the winkers back on, which he wore when he won the Blue Diamond. So how much you want to bonus that gear change, I'm not really sure. But I can see myself backing Barber um, just because there's just a lot of ticks here. Um, draws barrier six for Blake Shin. I thought his trials have been fine. He's got massive SPs over some of these horses last preparation. And he could just land in the gun spot from barrier six here, where some others might not be here to play. They might be at the back. They might not be fit enough. And he's just going to be right there. So I can only see him running well. I'm on hedged right now. Potentially Barber. But I also have respect for, for little bros as well. So I'm a little bit grey on the race. But sub up to the sixth day and you'll get all our final tips on Friday. Yeah, more I look at the race, it's more grey I get, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a two-year-old race. Anything can happen. These these horses are on different sort of traje trajectories. Um, I thought it was interesting that Little Bros was so heavily disrespected in the early early market anyway. He's um, not anymore. He's been like nine in the seventh. Yeah, well, $7 for a horse that won a, a blue diamond. He, he is meeting the horse that started favourite over him, but, he, but in these sort of two-year-old races, there's less sort of exposure and the, the markets are a little bit less efficient, I guess. And, um, the information that we've been told and everything, he, like, just screams, I was just, I was good at two, um, everyone's caught up to me at three. Yeah, but he, he, wasn't that, he wasn't that bad first up, I don't think, and he, I don't think he has to... I don't think he has to improve a whole lot off his first up run to be to be winning here. Like last last start was a much stronger race than what this is. I think the Vane is a, a was a much better race, like for, for sprinting anyway. Like Legacy's V8 um, and a couple of these other these other horses. Mm. Um, I'd say this is nearly harder in the sense that it's more open. But Cylinder was oh. dominant. In betting, and I yeah, think Cylinder's a lot better than I get what, what, his I get what Bot's saying. You've got horses like it. Cylinder, I'm Unstoppable. Like, those are Coolmore horses every single day of the week. Or, yeah. of course, I'm not really yeah. sure about, but he might have overachieved a bit on the slow mm -hmm. tempo. But definitely, I'm Unstoppable and Cylinder are true proper cults. Yeah, and, and this is this yeah. is weaker here, but 100%. you've got Legacies and V8 who might, might end up being better horses, but this is a kickoff point for them. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's true tricky sort of race the horse I think is just big is just just I'll just have something on just small is coincide who is um hard fit gay bot horse that'll be leading at all costs it's it's deep into the preparation and if some of these uh lightly raced horses that are f still fresh um sort of have any chinks in their their armour this horse at $15 are probably even probably get better on the days he, he's he's like libertad um not libertad um oroboros um 2.0 i think like he's a hard fit horse up he's, on speed it's, it's scaring and me it, coincide yeah no, he's a hard fit hard, i know no, it's junk form but I, I, i'd argue I the form was not that bad i declared it first up and it went like a busted and it's just gone win-win ever since it's just it reeks a bit of a setup from Okay, but I understand it's far inferior form, but 
Yeah. $15, you don't have that much on, I suppose, but I don't know. It's probably it's worth $10, race. Betty. It's a tough race. All right, should we move yep. on before we grade the punters up even more? Yeah. Yep. Race six, the Heavily Stakes, 1,700 metres. Jimmy the Bear, he came, he came good last start. He's $5 favourite from Emissary, $7. The Summit, $7. Uncle Bryn, $9. Sir Lucan, $10. Junipal, $10. Flash Flood, $10. Uh, and then Macram, $12, donning the same colours. But I don't think Nico and I are going to have anything here, but do your worst. Um, right, okay. So this is a tricky race, but it sort of just depends on what the market does because... Uh, Jimmy the Bear is the most likely winner in this race. He ran third in it last year behind Emissary, and he started three dollars, I think thirty there or something like that. Um, he'll get every single possible chance up on top of the speed. Um, he's hard fit, uh, and this this race in particular is always won by horses up on top of the speed and that are, are fit horses. Um, like this they, race, they, no no effort won. Yeah, yeah. That's it, um, because they, they, all these horses are horses that are going to get over a trip, and they have no real intent here. So, mm. um, a horse like Jimmy the Bear that'll that'll roll forward, and has has the fitness on a couple of the couple of these other ones are are definitely suited um, <clears throat> in comparison. Um, yeah, so I, I thought Jimmy the Bear was a six dollar chance. I can see him sort of jumping maybe a little bit bigger than that, so he could be on side. Um, Emissary won this race last year he's a gun fresh horse I backed him second up last prep and then uh, he he won first up I backed him second up and then he won the Geelong Cup and then he ran second in the Melbourne Cup so you know airborne and then Juniper who I thought was interesting as well I think he's a little like a tiny bit big but I'd expect him to to get out I think just because it's Juniper and he and he was blessed last time but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see what the market does with him. Um, but him drawn inside, I think he'll be forward. Um, and even though he was completely suited uh, last time when he ran second to the summit, um, I think the biggest thing to take out of that race was that he's healthy and he can perform up to a, a good level. Um, because at, at at his best when he's healthy, he's a, he restarted favourite at Toro handicap. So he is eight, but he's. Like he's still showing some resemblance of of his his old form, and, and you look down the page, even Sulcum, Shiraz, uh, Frankie Pino, even might be a little bit big. So it's a very open race. I think it just mainly depends on what the market does and and how forward some of these horses are. So mounting yard dependent, and um and um, what the market does late, I guess. What yard analyst? Well, we're gonna no, get not not me. Someone else get someone else. We're gonna get the grouse. Right. Yeah. I want to throw one horse up here at a monster price. That is probably going to lead. And his name is Buster Bash from WA. His form this time in hasn't been that crash hot, but gee, he's a decent horse back home. Um, and he's a horse, he's just a tough horse. And once he gets fit, he can get out in front. He can run these good sectionals and just keep going. He now gets Jamie Carr and he's $31. Look, I'm I know he's third up. I know his form hasn't been that great this time in, but if he can strip a bit fitter with the the travel over to Melbourne, gets a gun jockey, finds a race where leaders are historically at a massive advantage, then I don't know. I just think he's just worth a small bet at a big price. All right. 
I wonder where he goes <coughs> after here. He's not just coming for one run, surely. Nah. Maybe a race like a Zipping Classic. That's a fair way away. It's fucking ages away. <laughs> this horse had like... Look how many runs this horse had last preparation. I know. He's just one of those... a few runs between there. He's just a tough gelding that will just get better and better as the preparation goes on. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's go to race seven. It's another group three. The Cochrane Stakes. There's a bit of trumpeting to go on here, Nico, because Benedetta, $2.60 favorite, tipped at four bucks. You could have got $3.60. You could have got a little bit better. And the massive one is Parasol. Um, knew it was going to run $8. Jamie Carr, it's into $3.60. So they're the two market elects from... Say Magique, five dollars. Wrote to Arataki, eleven dollars. Laced up heels, twelve dollars. And you're out to Papillon Club, sixteen dollars. Longer the rest. And we were shorter too with Paracel. What was that? Got it. It got in. It got in like three ten or three twenty or something. Paracel. Oh, really? so it's gotten a touch soft of late. Yeah, the big, but yeah. There's a bit of money come for better debtor, obviously. Um, yeah, well, I think we've nailed this race so far and I hope it comes to fruition I think there's two two chances in the race and they've been the horses that the market's outlined the ones you've backed um, yeah because we are they but just remember <laughs> that we are hashtag they um, I'm cheering for Paracel as my uh, well, there for the, the same result but I think Paracel's win and her exposed form is a touch better. Um, Benedetta won that restricted English race, but Paracel's effort last start to be three and four wide the entire, and I'm pretty sure it was a group three, was it? Group three last start, Paracel? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. Albeit Philly's mares. But she was pretty tough against a horse who I think um, is no hack in Queen of the Ball. I think as long as last start hasn't flattened her too much, which I don't think it will have, she gets the services of Jamie Carr, a good tracker, a soft track is no issue. She'll be up here and after the speed. I just think she gets the perfect run. Um, Benedetta is a good filly. I've got a lot of time for her. But I think Paracel might just have a touch of class on her side. Um, but either win, I'll be happy. But Parasol yeah, on top for me. I'm singing from the same hymn book. I think I'll start with Parasol first. Her, you've never heard that saying? No. Singing from the same hymn book? No. I don't even know what a hymn book is. Neither do I, but I know the saying. <laughs> Look it up. Um, she was first up of 140 days last start at Ranwick, and her performance was enormous. Um, she sat three and four wide. I know that's not as much of a disadvantage on a slow tempo, which is what it was, but still, she ran the fastest last 400 metres of the entire meeting there, and she beat a decent horse in Queen of the Ball, as Nico mentioned. Um, that, that Sydney Phillies and Mares sort of form always, always stacks up over in Melbourne, and from barrier 10, she's going to go forward, and she's going to land right outside a horse like Road to Arataki, and just get the absolute dream run on top of the speed with Jamie Carr who I think she's going to be starting to hit her straps this weekend. She's had a little bit of a rusty start, but that's to be expected after a long time out of the saddle. 
And then we're on Benedetta as well. Um, I sort of snatched up $4 for her um, after hearing that Magic Time wouldn't be coming here and she'd be going to the boys race. Um, I thought Benedetta, while she wasn't visually that impressive first up at Flemington, the performance was fine. Uh, it rated nine lengths above the all-average benchmark. She gets a massive jockey upgrade. She goes from Tatum Bull to Daniel Stackhouse, who rides this mare so well. And you can only see her improving now. She's, what is she, four weeks between runs, um, up to 1,200 metres, which is another big tick, 1,200 metres, and drawn barrier nine. That is no disadvantage at Caulfield. She's got the biggest turn of foot in this race, and she's gonna be ripping home down the outside. Just a matter of whether she can come and get Paracel. Uh, Say Majik is a very, very good horse, but she's first up off a year after the big run in the Cornwall. So while she has been jumping out well, you might just want to take her and trust. Uh, yeah, I was pretty keen on Benedetta. I think um, 260 is probably a fair price for her. She's just a good mare. She. I think the the first start run was a good kickoff run. I thought it was a perfect platform to um to run a get back to a a big peak rating that she did um, when beating Paris to your in, uh, insurrection. Like that form has just stood up all throughout the winter and into the early sort of spring. It's good form and say Majik is was good, but it was once and it was she was a hundred to one. Um, not that she wasn't. She was she started fifties in the Cornwall. Um, so you sort of sort of grey up on if like well, couldn't, is that is that like just a spike figure or like it was her first ever preparation she was lightly raced but even still she's she's a she's a year between runs so it's easy to take her on and Paracel's um, coming off a pretty much a peak run first up with massive sectionals but um, but yeah I think Bernadetta just has the has the form on the board and and the and she still has a bit of upside to come. I think she's she. I don't think she's quite hit her ceiling. The other horse I thought was a little bit big as well. Probably unlikely, but you know, like you have a, a small bet on his Dancer Dubai. Um, not suited at Flemington last time. A complete wrong side of the track. Um, and before that, she she won a good race. She was fifties into about sixteens. Um, at Flemington, and I think her best track is at Caulfield. So um, she's a she's a good horse, and on on a dry track too, she's she's best suited. So I'll have something on Dancing New Buy, but primary bet is Benedetta. Beautiful. Let's move on to race eight. The McCafe Stakes are over eleven hundred meters. Registered name is obviously the Heath. McCafe uh, shoveling out the big bucks to get the sponsor name on the board and they've done well here as Fora is $3.10 favourite from Magic Time $6 Generation scratched from Mooney Valley for this $7.50 Kalos $8 Mask Crusader $10 wow Zai $10 and Ingratiating $14 Crunch. but you want to go first? who's backing Mask Crusader? Um, don't know. I've backed Sai in this I've had something on Sai early I thought the the early price was too big. She just keeps running, um, just new new peak ratings at every start. I think she's still still untapped. Uh, she's still improving. So I think she was she was the one that was big early. They've they've snapped it up. She's she's shortened. 
Uh, and I want to be on Asphora, but I'm not sure the market's going to let me on until real, real late. Um, I think the market will take her on, just purely because she's first up and she's being ridden by Mitchell Aitken. No offence to Mitchell Aitken, but... Um, like, he's... he's a Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> he's the odd one out when, like... Riding alongside Blake Shin, Jamie Carp, Mark Zara, and Jordan Childs, like you know, like he, he's he's a bit of a grey up, but um, this should be a relatively easy ride, I would have thought. Uh, she's a good horse. She was six dollars into four dollars eighty in the the Galaxy, um, and she probably should have won that. So uh, yeah, as for uh, if if anything better than sort of four dollars and fifty cents bet fair late. I could get involved, but that's an if. But I've already backed Cy, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. Huge. Um, I think as far as one of the better bets of the entire day, um, I think we really saw last preparation that she is a proper horse. She was beaten a length in a high-pressure Oakley plate. She then probably should have won a Galaxy, as Bot said, and then she went to the Quokka, with 1,200 metres, obviously a big question mark, and she was only beaten 0.8 by the likes of Overpass, Amelia's Jewel, and Balanipatina. So I think she's a proper mare. And the big thing here is she just maps for the absolute dream run from Barrier 3. She's going to have horses like Midwest, uh, Starry Legend sort of come across, and she's just going to slot straight into the 1-1 here. Um, I don't think... It matters if they go fast, if they sort of go even. She's proven on either. And I think Caulfield, you could argue, could be her best track. Um, her win in the Caulfield sprint last spring went enormous, sort of 13 lengths above the all-average benchmark, um, coming home in some monster splits and absolutely putting a, the sword to a horse like Kalos, who was flying after being gelded. Um so yeah, I, I think she's a pretty, pretty good mare. Um, and I know Henry Dwyer has been, you know, this is his pride and joy now. It's his best horse. So when you get a trainer like Clayton Douglas with a giga kick or like Henry with a with an Asphora, um, they're their number one thing in their life and they pay very, very close attention to her. We went out and saw her a couple of weeks ago with Mooney Valley and um, if she's taking some good improvements since then, I think she's going to be extremely hard to beat. Bit of narrative. It's exactly what right. fuels us all, but bit of narrative. Yeah. Um, this race is a bit of a, a head fuck, to be honest. <laughs> There's so many angles in this race that's not funny. I think. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Hopefully, I'll be severely under the influence by this point in time, and I might just say, Benny, <laughs> what are we back in? And you'll say, Nico, just back this. And I'll say, all right, well, that's what we'll do. But I think you can make a case for Azfura. I think you can make a case for Magic Time. I think you can make a case for for Cy. You know, a horse like even Midwest, I think he's outclassed, but if it was playing up and in and he's there, thereabouts, he could be a blowout chance on the lead. It's got its fair share of speed. Oh, I'm not a believer. I think this horse should have had heart surgery when he had his throat surgery done, but like Mars Crusaders won two from two at Caulfield, so I, I can on. see why people are going to back him. Uh, it's a fascinating race. 
I'm disappointed it's a leg of the quaddy, uh, but I'm sitting on the fence at the moment. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, Magic Time is a very, very good horse. Wet track figures last preparation sort of grey you up a little bit, even though she did beat Parasol, but heavy nine. She only has the one win on a, on a good surface. The other one was on debut. So I think she's a very good horse, but drawn out in 12, first time around Caulfield, I just think as for is just a much safer bet. Um, Mask Crusader, you can have him. I used to be, he used to be one of my favourite horses, but gee, he had to be ears scrubbed off to get going in his trials, and I don't know if he's with us. All right, let's get to the big one. The Group 1 Memsey Stakes, 1,400 metres, wait for age. It sees number one, Mr. Brightside, well backed into the $3 favourite from I Wish I Win, the highest rated horse in Australia at 121. Uh, Alligator Blood, $6. Princess Grace, $8. Ossipenko, $10. Anavisto, $12. I think that's all we need to read out, boys. Mm. I'm happy to go first here because I've got a firm opinion for once on this card. Yep. I think this is a great betting race. I think this is a very easy betting race. I think there's two chances. I think Alligator Blood uh, is some chance. He's got a very good record at 1400 metres he's a very good horse in all honesty he's owned as a deadbeat <laughs> he's a very good horse he can't help he can't help that so Alan if you're out there listening you're a fucking piece of shit um, but I still think he's a massive I think I think he's a massive chance in this race Alligator's gonna go across and I think he's gonna do I think he's going to do some uh, nice bullocking work for Mr. Brightside. I think he's going to be in the first three pairs. Um, and I think this is Mr. Brightside's race to lose, in all honesty. Providing Craig goes forward, I, I don't really care if he's three wide, no cover for a little bit. Hopefully he can slot in like he did last start in Lawrence. Um but I think with even luck, Mr. Brightside, with his fitness edge, his versatility, and just the run that I think he's going to get in transit, I think he should be should be very hard to beat. Hopefully he can catch the alligator, but I think it's a race in two. I think Make-A-Wish will need to do a lot of fucking wishing from Barrier 1. I think he's going to be in a very, very bad spot. Barrier 1, I don't think he's going to be midfield or forward of I think he's going to be in the in the last half buried away on the fence dead set STI slaughtered to instruction and yeah I just can't see him uh, I can't see him in winning the race regardless of his price I've got a lot of time on the horse but um, this time of year you can't back him all you've got to take sets against him and uh, I'm taking a set against him I'm quite baffled that there's some analysts out there that are sticking up for Princess Grace. I personally couldn't back her with stolen money. Um, Ossipenko would be some chance, but I still think he's about third up at the mile uh, at the next start. So, yeah, I think it's a pretty easy betting race. I'm, I'm happy to bet up right side, save alligator blood, and I think uh, I shouldn't be too far away from the money. Sweet, I'll take over next. Nico, you need to blow that schnoz, mate. Go on, you I was just thinking get, that get, get it now. cleared out. You're struggling. <laughs> you need to get it right before the weekend. 
All right, I'll go next. Um, I'm with Alligator Blood each way because at, when you look at these prices, you could almost mark the three the three in the market. You could almost mark them all sort of equal favorites, like very similar. And with Alligator Blood, we're getting $6 for a win and $2.10 for a play. So $6.50, maybe. $6.50, there you go. So I've backed him each way, sort of like if he runs top three, I'll get my money back and I'm happy with that in a very difficult race to split like these class horses at the top. Like we've already read this narrative before. Alligator Blood, first up 1400 meters. He goes to the front. Um, we saw it in the Futurity. He was just too hard to run down there. And his trials leading into this have been better than he's ever trolled. I know they're not everything, but they still mean Shut something. Up. He's been trolling really well, Bob. That's all you need to know. And awesome. obviously, when the barriers came out for this race, it sort of threw everything into chaos with I Wish I Win drawing one, Brightside drawing 15, and him drawing 14. They do come in one with the scratching of the inevitable, but... I think he's the most advantage of the three of the three big guns in terms of the barrier drop because because he's going to roll across from barrier 13. He's going to sit outside Anavisto, and I don't see this being anywhere near as high pressure as the PB Lawrence where Mr. Brightside was advantaged there. He got into that beautiful position from a nice barrier, and he was just way too good for him. Um, look, I think he's potentially the main danger to Alligator Blood. But this is a much different scenario. They could be going a lot slower here, and he could be either much further back, or he could be cast a little bit wide if they're all bunched up. So I'm alligator blood on top, pretty keen each way. Um, I wish I win. Nothing against the horse, but he's 1400 meters first up with a grand final six weeks away in the Everest over 1200. And I just I do agree with Nico that the map is a little bit sticky from one. Uh, well, the market right now is saying that Mr. Brightside is twice as likely um, to win than Alligator Blood, which just is wrong. It's not true. Alligator Blood is... I, I think there's this like, sort of a narrative going around at the moment that Mr. Brightside is like by far the best miler in the country. I think Alligator Blood is still holds the mantle of being the best miler in the country. He's got the SPs over him. He started $2.60 in all star mile. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's a, a load of speed here. I think it could be... I think he could get a, a relatively soft time of it. And Mr. Brightside, it's, it's you've got... It's 1,400-meter shoot. You've got to make a decision from the, the outside gate. And if they decide to go back, which is a, a real possibility... Um, his cast and he can't win and he's three dollars right now so um but I, I do think craig williams will take the initiative and try and be forward but at the same time that that could work against him as well being i through. will turn over in my fucking grave if he sticks there's just no way that's happening there's no way they're going back yeah i doubt it but he did I have a tough run two smart. weeks ago in terms of it was a fast run race and they just there's, he's it's just, just not he's the just grand not, there's no way he's going back He's the horse that's just got versatility. There's just, I just can't see him going back. Yeah, I think Alligator Blood, um, he's got the SPs over Mr. Brightside, um, and he's twice the price as him. So I do agree with what Bot's saying. The price right now for Alligator Blood is, is silly. There should be 
like $3 between them. Mm. But I think I think what you're saying about alligator blood being the better milers, a bit of trite. <laughs> like Brightside's one fucking two Doncasters and an all-star mile. No, that's fair enough. But, you know, alligator blood. One Doncaster just... with weight as well. Yeah. Well, I guess if you, on paper, you, like in their records, I guess it's pretty easy to say that Mr. Brightside's a better mile. He's got a better record, but... Yeah, well, too bad this race is over 1,400. And Alligator yeah. Blood is a seven-time winner over 1,400. Yeah, well, that, that's also true. So, um, I think Alligator Blood will be up on speed. Um, there's no way he's not, he's not, he won't be fit enough here. Um, and he's, he apparently he's trialed well too. So that's another positive for him. So, um, I wish I win. I, I don't know. I, I, I'd want to, I'd want to hear something from the yard before backing him, but he's getting out to a very backable price for potentially the best horse in. He'll get better. Yeah, I, I think he probably will, but I'd, I'd want to hear what, how, how, like if if he's like morbidly obese in the yard, then I'll just leave it. But if he's if he's somewhat there, then then the you ha, you sort of have to have something on. He 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 is he or well, he could be. I guess you can't say he is the best horse in the country. He's the best rated horse in Australia, and he's not even favoured in this race. So um, if he's if he's not morbidly obese in the yard, then I'll be having. I wish I, I win on side as well. So. Well, you're not going to yeah, like I, the way he looks in the yard, according to Boone. He, he might be looking like he's at a breakfast with Nico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should go um, down and have breakfast with him. Um, Aegon's probably a little bit big too, but he's just... Oh, fuck it, here we go. Oh, right, right, let's move on, on to the next race. Next race. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, he's $34. Is that not big? Don't you reckon? Oh, maybe, but anyway... Yeah, Boulevard of I, 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 broken dreams. You and these camels, but I won't back him. But he's big. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move on to the last fourteen hundred meter benchmark hundred. We need to pick up the sections a little bit here. Devoted three dollars ten. I've got a sign behind him. Kalino four dollars. Regards Marie ten dollars. Poland twelve dollars. Here to shock thirteen dollars. Let's roll the dice. Fourteen dollars and the Buffalo, fifteen bucks. Um, I think. Everything points towards Devoted being the M-word other than the jockey. Um, the setup is just absolutely phenomenal here. Drops down from, what did it carry last start? 58 kilos to 50 and a half kilos. Finds a pretty weak benchmark 100 where the market is saying Kalino is the danger who sort of fell off a cliff last start after winning well first up. Maps for the gun run here on a genuine tempo. You've got horses like Poland, Buffalo River, Edison, Here to Shock, all wanting to go forward. And he's just going to lob, I don't know, one out, two back, one out, three back. And if he makes any improvement from his first up run behind Amenable, who, mind you, goes around in the group one at sort of $26, then, gee, he looks a hard horse to oppose. Um, His form back home in WA... Is really good. I think he was a one-time. I think he was. What was he? I think he might have been a favourite for one of the group ones once upon a time. The railway or the Northley might have been the oh, railway. He, he had to win the race, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He had to win the race to get in the, to get into it. We um, launched him at that pub after Caulfield. 
Yeah, and he was the favourite for the race, even though he wasn't in it yet. Yeah, so, yeah, well, remember it vividly. That says something <laughs> about RJ Peters. I think Buffalo River can run well, but potentially a lot of pressure here. Um, he might just be founding wanting late. Regards, Marie will run his honest race again, fitter. Um, but yeah, I think very, very hard to beat here, Devoted. It's a worrying sign that this is the only horse that's not in the coffin for the Cerise and White. Like the rest of them are just gone. What was that grey thing? Frigid? That one oh, you fuck me. I wouldn't let Bot feed that thing. <laughs> Why me? What have I got anything to do with Frigid? Because I wouldn't feed it, so I wouldn't let you. Because you're a Frigid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Buffalo River's too big. I think that it went went ridiculously hard in the Memsey I mean the PB Lawrence and I'm gonna I'll go quick here but I won't go 15 above and last prep second up he ran uh, pretty much to his best so if he if he runs anywhere near that form that had him beaten point two behind Cardinal Gem who was competitive in group races and in the Stradbroke then he is a lot shorter than $15 so um, yeah. yeah, but I, I see what you're saying with devoted. You could make it pretty short if you wanted to, but I think I think four bucks is probably fair for it. Nico, have you got any, have you got any thoughts? Because I just remember that we've forgotten to do our hundred dollar betting strategy. So we'll quickly go back to that before we move on. Uh, no, I don't really have a fair opinion to the last. All right, sorry, we need to go back to a. The Group 1 betting strategy, we are going to remember to do this for every Melbourne Group 1 at this Spring Carnival. $100 on the race. You can spend it however way you like. Who wants to go first? I don't know. Um, Nick, you go first because I need to figure this out. All right, I'm going to go um, $75 the win, Mr. Brightside. And I'm gonna have no, sorry. I'm gonna have eighty dollars a win, Mister Brightside, and I'm gonna have twenty dollars a win on Alligator Blood. So Alligator Blood wins, I break square. Mister Brightside wins, I make a profit. All right, I'm going to have seventy dollars on Alligator Blood number three at six dollars fifty if I can get it. I'm gonna have twenty dollars on the one slash three exactor. So Mister Brightside to beat Alligator Blood. I'm going to have $10 on the 2-3 exactor. I wish I win to beat Alligator Blood. You can see what's going to happen here, Bot. He's going to fucking roar us with these exotics and bullshit. Yeah. Um, exactly right. Can I, do I have to spend the whole 100 or can I just do like a portion yeah, of well, it? Well, oh you, you get 100 for every group one race. So it's, you yeah. can't just bank it. Yeah, you reckon you get 150 next week if you spend 50? <laughs> well, we're not going to let you have 500 on a moral in five weeks time <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it works um, sorry sorry guys uh, I'll go I'll go like six, 68 six, I'll just go 100 alligator blood <laughs> no no <laughs> I don't know I don't know oh, how to get this harder than it needs oh, to be oh Jesus Christ because I don't know I want to back I wish I win as well but I just wanted to see like the you can go tote you don't have to go fix odds yeah but I, I want to see Marcus of, like a no, like, well you've got to make no, a fucking decision deep. right now but oh, just, come on just a hun- hundred alligator blood then hundred alligator blood alright beautiful if alligator blood wins then bots well in front of everyone alright let's go on to race 
sorry, Randwick, race three. Uh, rails plus four, but we know Randwick. Hopefully it's playing fair. Soft six at the moment, but I think that'll get back to a soft five tomorrow. Possibly get to a good four. Maybe on the on the softer side of a good four by Saturday. Nico, you're kicking us off. 1100 meter benchmark 78. Dancing Lions two dollars seventy favorite from Wave Rider Boy five fifty. Tintuki oh. six dollars and Ohi six dollars fifty. Let's what are speed you this up. About, what do you got? Wave Rider, Wave Rider Boy. Boy. How did that that went backwards on its form in Sydney last time? Yeah, that's a fucking. How cat. did that happen? Yeah, good bet, good bet, good bet. Lost. Yeah, good bet. Beat SP except except good bet. Take that to the fucking count. The I don't even think pace. I did beat SP in my last start. Anyway, um, I think this is one of the better bets on the of the day. Anywhere in the country, number eleven, Dante alone, barrier one. I hope it's uh, midfield or a touch forward of that. It's Nash first time, arguably, no, not arguably, is the best rider it's ever had. It's been ridden by Alicia Collette for its four starts, um, and she has done uh, a very good job, unbeaten four from four. Time to step up and uh, race against the big boys here for this mare, um, and I think she will. I think she's a good bet. I don't think you have to, I don't think you have to bet yet. Well, the way the market's trending, it's half spitting her out, but like. Seriously, Tin is the one of the biggest cats you'll ever see and somehow won last start. And Wave Rider Boy, well, she also drinks from the same trough full of milk. So, um, yeah, pretty keen to be with Dancing Alone. Interesting in this race, Rainbill now with uh, Uncle Joe. Mm. So interested to see how she goes. But, yeah, I think it's an easy bet to have, Dancing Alone, one of the better bets of the day. Ooh, Rainbow's so a good horse. Yeah, what, you can get $20 spot. It's, it's uh, gone to Joe been, Pride. Been in the wilderness for a little bit, but if there's anyone who can rejuvenate a sprinter, it's probably Joe yeah, Pride. Exactly. Yeah. Bryce Hayes had a horse named Spieth, who uh, almost shattered my dreams, I reckon. I backed that thing so many times at Group 1 level. He's one of the one of the most talented horses not to win a big one. Up there with Osborne Bulls, I reckon. Anyway, go Google Spieth. He was an absolute. I tourist. remember that horse. That was, the, yeah. He he he, he ran second to like Terra yeah. Vista one Terra year. Terra Vista, Red Zell, all those yeah. horses. Yeah. Anyway, not because stupid tactics. I would have won one. Stupid yeah. tactics. It was always a sick beat. Let's go to race six. It's the Furious Stakes, three-year-old fillies group two, twelve hundred meters. Kamachi three seventy from Tis Invincible four twenty. Autumn Ballet. Four forty cigar flick, eight fifty platinum jubilee, nine dollars. I'm pretty keen on Kamachi here. Um, I think this is one of the two year olds has come who has come back as a three year old, much much better. Um, her trials were absolutely enormous coming into this, and I thought her run behind Autumn Ballet while she was beaten was probably the run of the race. She ran the fastest last two hundred of the race. Um, and I think her wheels spun a little bit on the soft six track. If we can get back onto a good four here, then I just think she has the best turn of foot in this race, and I just think she's got much more scope of improvement than some of these others. Um, stays at 1,200 metres, that's absolutely fine. Um, and I think the map's actually decent from Barrier 7 here. Um, you've got a horse like Tis Invincible who, who shapes as one of the dangers, but that race is just a little bit junk. It was just a jog and sprint, and she was really good. 
But I think Kamoshi's a better horse, and I can see her going to a much better level. Um, Cigar Flick, 1,200 metres, and she's probably going to be back in the field, but I can see myself just having a little savour on her because we do have a decent opinion of this horse, and we've backed her at 50, 50 to 1, I believe, in... Um, What's the what's the Phillies flight, flight stakes. stakes? The flight stakes over sixteen hundred meters. So, look, she's going to get better and better as she goes up and trip and as the, as the campaign goes on. But I'm pretty keen to be on Kamachi here. I think she will turn the tables on Autumn Ballet, back on a drier surface, and yeah, I think Gary Portelli's got himself a smart one. All right, let's go on to race seven. The big one, million dollars, Concord, group three, thousand meters, nature strip, three dollars twenty in secret, three thirty, Eduardo four sixty, Zapateo, well backed into seven dollars, Balanipatina nine dollars, remark nine dollars fifty. Nico, here's your boy. Oh, the day has come. He's back. I was really hoping it wasn't gonna be on Saturday. But I thought I'd give this race the actual time and I I've got myself mentally in the position where Here comes a eulogy. If I was ready to take him on, I was happy to. But there's enough things for me to say that he's a bet and he's a good bet at that. Um, I'm a massive in secret fan, as we all know. I was with her when no one else was. In the Coolmore, etc. Newmarket. This is unbelievable. You were with company. her when no one else was, but even I though think, she started favourite. <laughs> well, everyone was penning it. Penny was yeah, penning okay. it. Everyone was saying I was fucking Everyone stupid. in the chat. Everyone in the chat was yeah. against her. <laughs> anyway, um, I think she's done in a 1,000 metres. I think you can pretty much write your own ticket. I, I can't see her winning. So by putting a line through her, I think this race is going to be dominated from the horses uh, up on speed. This horse has broken my heart a few times, this little yellow fucker, Eduardo. So I'm not going to be having a strip out if he wins and beats me. He's got the perfect barrier, barrier one, Nash. That's the way he likes to run his races. So I'm having something on him. But I might be stupid. Uh, I might be whatever you want to think I am. But I, I think, number one, nature strip. I think this is D-Day for him. He's changed a few things up. This is the first proper spell that he's had in the last three years. Uh, Rod Lyons was on RSN with Michael Falgate on uh, Wednesday or Thursday. I suggest you go and have a listen rather than me waffle on about what he was said. Um, So after hearing that, I had my mind made up. I think I've just got to be with him. I I like the fact that he sits outside Eduardo. He's going to call the shots uh, I would like to think and um, yeah with the two trials and two two solid bits of work his first up record isn't super but Randwick a thousand metres he's more forward than probably he ever has and it is a line in the sand day because if he gets beat on Saturday it is all over so um, yeah I'm excited I'm nervous uh, for what's to come but um, can I just sorry sorry to cut you off I just want to clarify something by it's all over your relationship in terms of backing Nature Strip is over or do you genuinely think they could retire him both mm, well like if if he gets beat on Saturday hand on heart like bad like, this is like 
well, he gets beat bad. If he gets beat on Saturday, oh, like he's clearly had enough. To me, like this is a race that he should turn up and he should win. I think three dollars. The market's telling him that he's a thirty you know, odd percent chance of winning. If he is where I think he is, like coming back from this spell, trialed up, etc., etc., this is a race that he should just go and win. So if he can't go and win this race with more things in his favour than not, well, to me, well, he has had enough. Hmm. I've had something on Balladipatina all in at $11 uh, from your advice, but still, uh, like, if the right nature strip turns up, well, or he doesn't even have to go to his old self. If he's somewhere near that, he'll win on Saturday. And I'm happy to be with him. I think this race is incredibly difficult um, and it's very hard to, to sort an opinion and be 100% confident. Um, there are betting, better betting races throughout the day, that's for sure. But as Nico said, I have back Balanipatina all in at double figures. Um, last preparation, everyone's saying she's a weddy, but she was only beaten half a length in a Black Caviar Lightning Stakes on a bone dry good three behind Cool and Gatter and I Wish I Win. Um, she did beat home nature strip there. Is he going better this time around than that time around? There's every possibility he is, but maybe he's not. I don't think the trials of nature strip tell you everything because he's a horse that does usually trial well. Bellinipatina's thousand meter form recently uh, includes that race. It also includes a second in a Moya stakes where she probably should have beaten Cullen Gatter and also winning the car line. So. Ben Mellum, ben Mellum has gone up to Ryder, draws well in Barrier 3, and I was speaking to Benny Allen the other night um, on Tuesday night, and he said he's been sort of jumping her out a few times, and she's going absolutely super. So I don't think you can get rid of her at 10 bucks. Um, Nature Strip, I don't know. Can I back him? I'm not sure yet. I haven't made my mind up. In secret, I agree. A thousand metres, her wheels could potentially be spinning, even though she has sat on top of fast 1200 meter tempos and and kicked away it is a new ball game going to a thousand meters for the first time so that's got me a little bit gray and eduardo he was at the challenge stakes that he ran second in first up at a thousand meters last preparation when he had everything in his favor he's only just beaten by passive aggressive with giga kick storming home late and giga kick was obviously unlucky but he's going to get that perfect run from barrier one again so the race is a little bit gray for me, Zapateo has been well backed. I think that's more so because of the soft track and her first up stats. But that money is dead set junk. Yeah, I think it's because of the rain. I think it's because it's a soft track at the moment. But I could be wrong. Anyway, I'm on Bella and Patino. I haven't made a bet up. I haven't made my mind up if I want to have another bet. I might not. It might just be a watch and cheer her on with a with a small wager at the the ten eleven dollars. Normally I'm nervous as fuck, but I'm not really like. I don't know. I just don't have any expectations. Like, if he wins, I'm going to be ecstatic. If he gets beat, well, like, I've already, like, already told myself that it was like that. So, I don't know. I'm I'm excited. Nico's talking shit. He's going to be in tears. <laughs> how's, 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 um, Shelby 66 got 60 kilos? How does that work? <laughs> Set weights and penalties. How's... I don't know. Uh, that is, what's that is the what's the time frame where, where if you win a race then you're like 
Is it like maybe it, it must be two years? It must be two years. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. Fuck him. Um, and fuck his trainer. Um, feel bad for the horse. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nature Strip. You could make a case for him being like five, six bucks. Um. I think I think he's still being half anchored by his, his old form. He's just been on a a downward trajectory. Like he, Balan Patina, um, I wish I win and. Um, Cool and Gatter run, run straight past him in the in the lightning. Um, so yeah, he's he's, he's he's a tricky horse to to line up. But uh, this race is impossible to to do like a put a price on anything because you've got horses like Nature Chip and Eduardo. Eduardo could be like a fifteen dollar chance. He's five dollars. Um, and in secret is an even bigger. Well, not even bigger grey up, but in, in secrets of grey up as well because she's never raced at a thousand meters and, and her best form is as at twelve hundred meters. But Balan of Batan, you'll have Shelby sixty six and even money favourite with this bloody market. <laughs> <laughs> um, now Balan of is I think a, a great, but like but like Ben said, that her two um, first up runs over a thousand meters have been really really strong, um, and. Yeah, I don't, you you make a case for her being five six dollars in this race, maybe even favourite if you really wanted to. So, um, if I was gonna have a bet, which I'm not, um, Balanit Patan would be it, and she gets a relatively soft um, running transit as well. Zapateo's on the up; she's a good horse, and so is Remark, who goes well fresh. But I couldn't see him winning this. I agree with all of the above. All right, let's move on Caulfield to race eight. will be fucking burning down if Remark wins, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Chelmsford Stakes, Group 2. Uh, I think at over $2.90 favourite. He was obviously really good first up off, a, off the long injury break uh, from hinged $4.40. Montefilia, Trumpet, we've taken $11 all in at the sixth day, so go and sign up, punters, because we've beaten the market by 10% again here. We could do a start favourite here. Jewish $10, Moonga $11. Exactly right. Nico, do you want to go first? Montefilia was one of the better eighths you'll ever see last start. It was one of the better $11 bets that we've ever had so far. Well, we've, it's a good bet regardless, isn't it? Because we've beaten SP, etc. Et <laughs> um, yeah, everything aligns. She goes super second up. And I did flick you a message the other day when there was no jockey's name, not all Waller's. Mm. Horses, shock, complete shock. I was baffled at that every fucking week. And I said to you, I was like, "We a chance to get J Mac?" And you're like, "Nah, nah, nah, we won't." It'll be Gibbons. <laughs> It'll be Gibbons. And then you send me a message, and you're like, "You were right. It's J Mac." And I'm like, "And it wasn't. Knows. It wasn't just you were right. It was uh, caps exclamation marks. <laughs> I was going off because I, I just knew." As soon as J-Mac was on, this horse is probably going to start $5 or sub. Oh, it could start sub $4. I think this horse could jump with a three in front of it. Oh. The way this market's trending. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Surely not. Well, it's 4.40 right now. I think Thinking Over is going to keep drifting. You wouldn't back mm. hinge with stolen money, so the money, the percentage has to go into one horse. Who's it going to do, but? They're going to back bloody Katunga again, are they? Why not hinged? Why hinged? Why? 
Well, I think Hinged is a better horse on a on a wet track, and I'm seeing this. I'm I'm playing for a good four. Hinged just just doesn't win. <laughs> just doesn't. That's just not true. No, it just it is completely true. What is her record? She's won six races from twenty six starts. It's not bad. No. Has no. K-Mac ever won on Hinged? K-Mac's never no, won. No, he's had four rides on her for two <laughs> placings. Completely perfect. Oh, good. You can put her in the fucking bin. I think Montefilia is a great bet. Think it over keeps drifting. I think we're going to get north of three dollars thirty, and I'll I'll have a bet. Yeah. I'm just a little um, little worried. Long way off. Second up. Mm. I might put in a bit of a flat one ready to peak third up but I'm pretty happy to be with yeah all good points uh, Montefilia was huge first up she got into an unwinnable position from well back over 1400 metres a distance that is well short of her best she ran the fastest last 600 metres of the race um, sort of scooting home in 9.5 above for her final 600 metres she goes Dylan Gibbons to James McDonald. Um, she goes barrier 13 to barrier 3, and she goes 1,400 metres to 1,600 metres. And her second up record is seven starts, two wins, two second placings, and two third placings. So you can only see her running well here in a new camp for Chris Waller, who has every chance, I'm not going to say improved, she's a four-time group one winner, and she's a classy mare, but I think it's a great bet we've taken. Um, think it over. Nico, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Really good first up, but... It was a really slow tempo, and he, like, he was good, but he's now, that was first up of 500 days. He's now 14, he's now two weeks between runs. Um, so he either goes one of two ways. He either improves, and he probably is the most likely winner from barrier four, or he is just a little bit flat. He's a really good horse, and he deserves to be favorite. If, he, if we can get $3.50 plus, then I can probably at least save on him. And then um, I thought Jules was the only other chance in the race, really. Um, she was also pretty good first up. Um, but she'll be conceding from the map, from barrier nine. And she might be better third and fourth up after just sprinting well off a slow tempo at 1,400 metres. So that's the way I'll be playing the race. Let's move on to race nine, the tramway. Oh, do I get meters. to say anything or no? Sorry. Sorry, I forgot... Forgot Bot's done the Sydney form. He usually hasn't, but because he's I haven't done the week, Sydney he... form, I've just got vague opinions. He's done all think, the form. Think it over. Was off five hundred days first up, and then um, it ran well, but it was a solely run race. So fourteen days after, it could be feeling the effects of it. Could be a flat run. Um, Hinge to be up on top of the speed. She's consistent. She's a good mare. Um, so this is a race she'd be. Well. <laughs> uh, she's a race she's sort of. Um, be set for um, Mongo was awful first up he's just a 2400 metre horse at this point that'll be how's he 11 dollars um, he's a skunk how's yeah. he 11 dollars <laughs> yeah he's Dead he's much bigger than that skunk and, and Montefilia is she's a very good horse and she's maybe even a different horse since the uh, stable change she, she's come back well and apparently she's trialled as good as ever so <laughs> You know, she's well, a. We've got a lot against us anyway. I'm on a feeling. Not only the overs got sitting there in the tree with his pistol. Can't win. I don't think, it, I don't think any horses fucking won in these silks. Oh, the Yulong silks. Forgot about that. But since Yulong have bought them, I don't think a horse has won. 
Yeah. Mm. Alcohol free, absolute superstar overseas. Comes here. Went backwards. You couldn't make it. Let's get the rig on. Let's get the rig on. Tramway stakes. 1400 meter group two. Uh, but if you need to go, then just go and just leave the uh, thing on so it can keep recording. Oh, uh, Alentia, $2.40 from Pericles, six fifty. dollars Hope in Your Heart, nine fifty. Zarek, $11. My Rons, $17. Um, Alentia, gee, that was a win last start. But is she just a little bit short now, $2.40? Um, hopefully she gets back out and you get the opportunity to, to back her. Because I think she is pretty good. She won by sort of two and a half lengths last start. And it splits home were just enormous. Um, what is she? She goes K-Mac, so that's the, the downgrade. She goes J-Mac to K-Mac with down on 54 kilos, but I think she's a really nice mare. She deserves to be favourite, and if there's any improvement off the last start win, albeit it was only in a benchmark 88, so big step up in grade, um, she is going to be hard to beat. She looks every bit of group horse. Pericles was good last start, but only just fell in staying at 1400 meters that's a bit of a knock for me and hope in your heart she can only run well she's a very very classy mare and ten dollars for at least a saver looks enticing i don't have an opinion i think i think alentia is on a epsom path and um she yeah she looks like chris's um epsom horse epsom four-year-old mare um but yeah, she she was really good last time, like really, really, really good. So yeah, yeah. But the, I don't know. Is the map tricky this time? What's the map like? Will I go back? Where's it drawn? Oh, I think midfield. Uh, yeah, I don't fine. know. It's not really a race that I I have a fair bit. Let's yeah. get to the last. Yeah, right, let's get to the last. If if Alentia gets back out, potentially could back her. She just looks a little bit short. Uh, all right, race 10, 1,200 meter benchmark 78 to round out the program. Garza Blanca, $2.50. Time to Boogie, six fifty. Parade, $7. Salt Coats, $8.50. Nico, go first. Can I understand for the life of me why I was hard against his horse last start in number 10, Pirelli. Can I, for the life of me, understand why he's like seven fifty? Bigger than that at some places. The only thing I can think of is the market's take, taking him on because it's a good old and deep in a preparation. But fuck me, if this horse holds its form, I can't see how he just doesn't run a massive race here. Garza Blanket drinks from that trough that I was talking about earlier. <laughs> Time to Boogie has been running well, but like I was saying how. Tintuki's no good. Well, this horse was like beaten by Tintuki last start. Our last cash won a Fugazi race at Flemington when they backed it for a stack. They've backed it for a stack here, trying to get a Cozzy slot, but this Salt Coats that Aussie and the team have bought from New Zealand is interesting. But, like, seriously, the fit horse in form, absolutely airborne. Gets Nash, should get a great run. I just think it's just a fantastic each-way bet to have. Yeah, I agree. Um, get off and deep in the prep. I'll take that on board, but I know he had all favours last start at the value, but gee, it was a good win. Um, gets Nash for a wheeler now, barrier nine. When 
when nominations came out, I thought Garza Blanca and Parade would be sort of three dollars and four dollars, and you can get seven dollars, even eight dollars on Bet Three Six Five for Parade. So I think that's the way you've got ahead. I think it is sort of a race in two, especially if Randwick is playing how it can usually late in the day with you know three wide running line coming down the middle of the track because those horses are going to be in a similar position and I think they've both got big turns of acceleration um, but just at the prices I think Perret is the bet wouldn't be shocked at all if Garza Blanca won he just looks short at $2.50 for a, a horse who hasn't really lived up to the billing so far of, of the hype of obviously breaking a Cranbourne track record and looking like a superstar um, I know he was a little bit unlucky last start but that's just, that just might be him. Um, I don't think he's any world beater, and just at the price discrepancy, I, I was happy to have a small bet on Perret. All right, back lay prey before we get into questions. Oof, back lay prey. Uh, my lay of the day is in secret the place. My best bet is fuck oh I won't steal Ryberg from bot honestly think one of my bigger bets of the day is going to be Mr Brightside so I'll go die on that hill if it all goes balls up and my roughy is um I think Parade, like I know it's not double figures, so there's going to be a few people out there that say that it's, it doesn't fit the quota, but I think Parade is just silly price. Yeah. What? Uh, I don't have a layer. I, I cannot think of a horse that's massively under the odds. I think it's it's pretty straight on Saturday. Um, the best bet on the day is Ryanberg, and I'll say the best, best each way bet or... or I guess the bigger price bet is coincide in the the two year old race, race five. What about your twenty six dollars shot? I uh, I prefer coincide. <laughs> My best bet will be race at Caulfield uh, number six as Fora. I think the eleven hundred meters first up just shapes as a really good race for her. Uh, my best each way is Ballina Patina in the Concord over in Sydney. Don't come down my throat because we backed it at uh, double figures. And Lay, I agree with the boys. I don't think you can really have a Lay. Um, but yeah, I, I sort of thought I wish I win. I would potentially have him third pick in the group one, and he might start that. So he's not a Lay, but yeah, I, I probably wanted to be against him. Even though I was gonna, I was like, he's gonna get out to a price where I'm not laying him, at even though yeah, even exactly, place. exactly. I'm not actually laying him. Like I'm, I'm, I'm actually probably going to lay in secret the place, so that's why. Oh, you're playing Garza Blanca, aren't you? Two dollars fifty. No, I he's a skunk, but yeah. Oh, I seriously think in secret's not the place. All right. All right. Uh, questions. Couple questions to the podcast. Fuck, there's so many questions these days. Yeah, but is they're all from like three people. <laughs> all right, Josh Snelling. Thoughts on the match race that won't ever happen between Giga Kick and I Wish I Win? Good question. We didn't bring it up. I think it definitely should happen. Both horses are going to have a piece of work that's going to be unpaid. They can have a match race for X. 
be fascinating for the industry. This would be great for as a punter and a fan of racing, and I think it should happen more. I don't mind the idea, but you've got to put it on a race card. Like, you can't just have one match race. Like, what everyone rocks yeah. up for one yeah, that, for a race that goes for two minutes and then everyone goes home. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, you've got to yeah. put it on a card, don't you? Yeah. That's my I opinion, agree, but yeah. I, I'm, all, I'm all for it. I, I'd Gear kick would be a dollar seventy five, and I'd absolutely launch him. I, I yeah. think he'd lead, and I honestly, I think Gear kick would win. That's just my opinion. Bob, mm. uh, uh, I think it's a it'd be cool, I guess, but I don't know. <laughs> the robot no doesn't give a fuck. I doubt it will happen. So <laughs> no data. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Anthony Simpson, can Amelia Jewel run a place against the big guns? I think she's pretty good. I'm going to say yes. In what, though? In, like, the Cox Plate or something? Golden Eagle, Cox Plate. Golden Eagle or Cox Plate. Yeah, Golden Eagle probably, yeah. But I don't know about Cox Plate. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think think she'll measure up. Jordan Telfer, hey, boys, do you like this multi for a best bet? $50, Alentia win, Alligator Blood place, Benedetta place, Ballet Rich place at $8.74. I like it. I'd almost go bend it down to the wind. Uh, no, don't. Well, if you were going to take... If you took Bennett out of the place out, you could just have $25 each on like, Bennett out of the wind and Paracel the wind. Or 30 Because yeah, Bennett is probably yeah. dollar thirty to the place, so you can just split the bet and yeah, probably fat, make more money. Fatten it up a bit, because I think there's only two chances. All right, bot, not going to ask for your opinion. Best futures bets for the spring. Also, any big lays, Trent down. Gear kick, Everest. Gear kick, Golden Eagle. Gear kick, everything he runs in. <laughs> I'm carrying to absolutely pin the ears back when Romantic Warrior gets here. Oh, Romantic Warrior wins the Turnbull and he wins the Cox Plate and without a fight wins the Caulfield Cup. There you go, punters. Yeah. And what are those two? Um, what are those two three-year-olds, Northern Hemisphere three-year-olds, that are coming for the uh, cup? The um, St George. So yeah, St George and um, Tower of London. Yeah, one of those to win the cup, hopefully. Ryan Deef, Nick, if you had a horse hundred times, if you back a horse hundred times at four dollars and it starts two dollars each time, but lose fifty percent um, of its runs and it loses, is it, are they still good bets? The only good bets are the ones that fucking win. Alright, there you go. I know know bot doesn't bet overseas, but when you've had a bet overnight, how do you check the results when you wake up? I really watch the race without knowing. This is from Jack Adam. Great question, because I have to do this every Saturday after football. Punters, this is the tip. If you can't watch the race during, you go on your tab app, you press login, you go on the results, you click on race one or whatever, you hide the results... You, hide, you put your hand over it and then they'll have the partial replay, full replay. You just click on one of those. It opens up the replay and you don't you don't have any idea which horse has won yet and you can just watch the, the race like it's being replayed. <laughs> Huge. Gun tip. That's Gun a tip. Great I'm sure that's what Jack does as well. Ryan Deeth, Ben, what is your secret to staying in great shape? <laughs> um, I don't know. Becky. <laughs> Yeah, only eat out with Nico every once in a blue moon. Max Mini, what is the greatest individual punting performance you've ever witnessed for Will? 
Uh, probably when Max Mini went 8 out of 9. Oh, that's oh, fucking gee. set up and a half. Gee, this is, <laughs> this is a servant volley. <laughs> that was all time. Gee, you two he was just bed. randomly scrolling through the tab app and just fucking picking random horses and they're all You two are in bed together. That's a set-up question. Jordan Telford, Nico, who would win a race, you or the yellow squib Eduardo? Oh, Benny, I'd just amble up outside him and just put him in the <laughs> I can't imagine you ambling. <laughs> imagine Nico ambling. Nico, majestic come character. Have, come and have a look at me on Saturday night, but I'll be fucking ambling up with a lap full. I'll have so much pony. So much. The only, the only cardio Nico does is J-Mac hasn't moved on Nico he's just got <laughs> legs how much money did Bot make last Saturday can Stuber have a loan please did <laughs> you have a good day did you yeah that no, was a good day on Saturday Bob listens to the podcast remember I can't disclose numbers <laughs> Stu you never disclose to the, the missus or the mum how much you've won or lost in, in uh, advice for life Stu, how far will Globe win the Cox Plate by? 10 lengths or 20 lengths? I don't know. We'll Shut wait up, and see. Stu. Wait next and see one. the fiend next week. Does Bot realise he's been kidnapped for Everest Day by Stu and Tyson? Not yet. Yeah, you're in for, you're in for a hell of a we'll see. fight there, mate. Nick Bell, racing previews party on Cox Plate Eve slash day. Oh, yes, absolutely. Huge. We're trying to get Benny Allen to DJ. So, uh... I think they're talking about our party, not fucking Rudy Charlie's party. Yeah, well... We need a few winners to pay for it first. Yeah, that's true. Or just sub up to the six-day racing and that'll contribute to the fund. <laughs> ben will pay for it for you. But uh, Nick, Nico's got the... Uh, this Nick Bell, this is. He's got Amelia's Jaws, the uh, cover photo of his... Uh, sorry, profile picture. So it might be a WA man, not sure. Anyway, give us a message. Matt underscore air says, when's the Mitch Beer interview dropping? No, nah, Mitch Beer's off, man. We didn't let him in to Mooney Valley members, so completely <laughs> off, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> Social media yeah. craze he is at the moment. Ryan Deeth, Nick, reckon Lee Horner would crack top 10 flat jockeys? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Bungle Birdie, that was absolutely sick. Oh. We haven't had... Sent on, even though he's been one of ours over the journey. <sighs> Moving on. Kai Connors says, Get Stu back on the pod to do a punter education on chasing. <laughs> do you think <laughs> Stu gets his 10% profit on turnover from consistent, rigorous study of form or f- from chasing? <laughs> Definitely the latter. <laughs> oh, this geez. is a sight of a hole when, when Stu gets on a tangent internationally. Oh my god. It's the most stressful thing I've ever been through, that. And he oh. got proper kissed on the dick to get it oh. out, too. <laughs> oh, fuck. We don't condone that. We don't condone it. He's... Get it responsibly, 1-800-858-858. Stu is very lucky that Frankie Dottori is 55 years old and he's still riding at the absolute peak of his powers because uh, he saved him a few times internationally overnight. Kinross, shout out. Massive win the other night. Alright, that's us. That's us. Marathon pod, but uh, we gave it the love it deserved. Massive weekend. 
and MZ Stakes weekend. We're calling it Nico's birthday weekend, even though it's really next week. But we're sending it this weekend. Get down to Corfield and hopefully we'll come back some winners, punters. Catch you later. See you, lads.